Coming to you live from Star Worldwide Networks in Scottsdale, Arizona. Be, dream, do. Living by design. The radio show is focused on people sharing their stories of how they were able to understand what they were really passionate about and had the courage to dream big and then did it. Now, join the conversation with your host, David. Well, hello there, listeners. Welcome back to Be Dream Do Radio. This is your host, Dave Whitehorn. Thrilled to be here with all of you and my son, Sean. Good morning. Well, uh, it's a beautiful morning here, a beautiful Tuesday morning, and we understand that that's supposed to have some rain coming this way tomorrow, Uh-oh. but quite frankly, I don't see a cloud in the sky, you know? So uh, I got to think that weather's going to change quite dramatically tomorrow. Uh, we're broadcasting here from Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, we're here with a wonderful uh, producer here, Robin Cote. So uh, say hello, Robin, if you can. I can always say hello. Yeah, so great, <laughs> great, great. So, uh, listeners, we had promised you an interview with a pilot who was calling in from Greece. But if you understand the world of pilots, well, things happen. And (laughs) so he had a flight canceled and one thing after another, and quite frankly, he's not able because of the time difference and whatnot to call in today. He has guaranteed us that he will be on the show next week, so not to disappoint, we will have... Alexi Gertis calling in from Greece, from Athens, Greece, uh, tomorrow or next week on the show. So not to be disappointed, but we're going to turn the tables on Sean Whitehorn. Now, uh, <laughs> some weeks ago, uh, Sean interviewed me so that we could all share with the listeners a little bit about my journey and why we're doing this show and, and, and whatnot. So thought it would be a great uh, opportunity instead of we had some other people who wanted to get on the show today, but we said, no, we're going to pause and let's take advantage of this situation and let's be a little reflective in fairness to all the listeners, Sean. We need to, excuse the expression, show our underwear, right? So with that, uh, Sean, welcome. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Um, So I am an actor, aspiring actor. I... um I'm still early in my process of getting more parts and having a more of a career within acting, um, but I take classes regularly, and I, uh, I have done I have done some projects. I have a Arizona Lottery commercial coming out in the near future, and Terrific. Uh, yeah, I'm just really passionate about acting, and I have uh, I also I've had a heck of a time trying to get into it. Um, I started I went to Los Angeles. I lived there for five years. Uh, granted, I studied business and Spanish at university, and uh, I wanted to just see if I could, after university, get into acting by just sort of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Los Angeles. I, um, I got into student films, background. Um, you can catch me on different shows. If you look hard enough, I'll be in there somewhere. Yeah. And, um, and then I, uh, I started writing and uh, producing and little bit of directing but my main my main interest is in acting and um, um, being in films when did you first realize that you liked acting so i I've, I've been doing arts for my entire life mm-hmm. um, I was in a group called Odyssey of the Mind when I was a little kid mm-hmm. oh yeah and um, so I've always you know and also you know I, I used to draw and paint and, and play drums and make music I was in bands and um, in high school, I was, you know, I was in the plays. 
I played, and I also played different instruments, trombone, baritone. And so I really, I fell in love with all the different arts mm-hmm. throughout my life. Right. And, um, I've, and I've acted along the way without really thinking about it. But it, it was after university um, when I really realized that that would be the most uh, exciting thing for me. Okay. And it's when all the arts come to, came together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in movies, um, that's mm-hmm. all the arts come together. I also yeah. did some dance when I was growing up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember you did some tap dance uh, as a younger kid. Uh, let's go back to high school. Okay. So if I'm not mistaken, you were in a play or something there? Or, yeah, or, was, or am I wrong? No, that's right. I was, uh, well, it's a while. I was, uh, I was in a couple plays, but yeah. I'd say the biggest production with the, with the costumes and everything and yeah. fake mustache, uh, I was the general, Eastern European general, who's trying to marry this other woman who's a royalty, and then I end up marrying the, the, the maid, I guess. Or, I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. So there's this whole conflict. Mar- for, married for love as opposed yeah. for, for position. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a general <clears throat> who, who loses the, my fiancé to a, a soldier from the opposing army or whatever. Oh, my like gosh. That. But I end up, it was for love, so it, was more, yeah, it made yeah. more sense. I don't know. <laughs> and where did you go to high school? Uh, that was in Austria, Salzburg, Austria. Okay. But my teacher was uh, from Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, I think he went to Harvard, and so he had a good experience in the in the studies of theater. What other things did you do in the arts area in Salzburg? Um, I started playing drums there, mm-hmm. and so we played with some professional musicians there in jazz. Mm-hmm. I also played trombone. Mm-hmm. And we sang and we danced. Mm-hmm. Was, they, try, they, they did everything they could to make this school an art school. Okay. But it was a small, it was a small school, so mm-hmm. they could only do so much. So with all of this positive experience in the arts in high school, what was your motivation to study business in college? Well, at the time, I was... Uh, really into skateboarding still mm-hmm. and i wanted to open my own business um recording people in audio engineering oh okay and then also selling clothing and okay. skateboarding and that sort of thing and um i actually still technically have a clothing company that i make shirts and pop art and okay and uh, i still play drums from time to time okay All just right. for fun so here you are years later after your college education and you decided just to up and go to L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what were some of the things you did in acting when you first got to L.A.? First thing I did was sign up at Central Casting for background acting. Um, and just, see, I had to also get familiar with the city, so I was just talking to everybody I could mm-hmm. about um, projects and acting and filming and, uh, I mean, there's filming always going on in Los Angeles. I remember my first year, uh, Kevin Spacey was filming a scene right down the street from my house. You can find it on YouTube. Oh, how cool. So our, you just walk around and you'll come across sets. Just by being in the yeah, element just, there, buying in that area. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's really exciting in that sense because uh, eventually when I started making my own projects, um, you know, I was having such a hard time mm. uh, in terms of, getting things rolling and, you know, financially and that sort of thing. But, but when I started doing my own projects, 
uh, you start talking to your neighbors and you realize they're in the industry too. Everybody's right, right, right. there. Right. One guy's a camera guy. One guy does green screen and detailing mm-hmm. and drawing. And mm-hmm. So that's what's really cool about Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I seem to recall uh, you being um, in uh, an episode of The New Normal. Yeah, I was background in that. Yeah, and and I I know because you had you had mentioned it, uh, and I I'm not a I wasn't watching New Normal all the time, and as it, luck would have it, mm-hmm. uh, I watched an episode of the New Normal in Malmo, Sweden, when we were living there, and lo and behold, I saw you there on the program. Yeah, uh, and so share a little bit about how you did that story and what you had to do to get into that particular role. Well, um, background is not the most pay, highest paying job, right? And um, sometimes it can be a little difficult to to get into it in a, in a weird way. I mean, you sign up right away, but mm-hmm. there's so many people doing background, and there's actually whole communities. Once you start doing it a lot, you realize you see the same people every time. And right? They have a system, a technique of when the when the job pops up, you submit to it right away. And um, so they, they communicate as a whole team, and they say, like, oh, this, this job is looking for this guy. And, you know, it's all about looks. So they help each other out, and they hang out on set, and they talk. And um, the new normal was uh, it was at MacArthur Park. Okay. And so they called me up, and I went. And um, the th- funny thing about being in background is that they just need bodies in the background. Yeah. So if you look at that scene that you're talking about, I'm actually in like four different places at the same time. Oh, okay. Within 30 seconds. Yeah. I'm fishing by the water. I'm making a crossing one way. I'm hanging out on the other side, and then I'm just in another side, also wearing all the same shirt. So they just kind of fill it up. And they give you all the props and everything? Actually, no. I, I actually bought a fishing, roll, a fishing rod for that. And, oh. then, and then returned it afterwards because <laughs> I didn't really yeah. use it. And yeah. so I just pretended and covered the tag. And yeah. um, I think they gave me a little bit more for having a prop. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Terrific. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. So, you know, you said that the, uh, these backup kind of roles or background roles that you play didn't, didn't pay much money. So, I mean, it's not cheap to live in in L.A. area. So yeah. how did you pay the bills? Well, um, I was, I've been in the food industry for 15 years. Okay. And so I was doing a lot of catering in Los Angeles. Okay. And that's, you know, that's really exciting and that's, that's really exciting as well in its own, in its own way out there in Los Angeles because right, right. you're at movie premieres, uh, mm-hmm. red carpet events, award shows, mm-hmm. uh, you know, parties mm-hmm. all over the valley. You meet, mm-hmm. uh, you're around a lot of celebrities all the time. And what is it? Uh, what, what kind of company did you work for there? If you, if you, can you share that? Uh, sure. I was yeah. at, at um, Yamashiro was my main one, uh-huh. and that's in Hollywood Hills, right? Uh, just the street up from um, Hollywood Boulevard, right okay. behind the Chinese Theater. Actually, that's a, a really interesting history in it because that structure was built before the Chinese Theater. Okay, and it looks like an authentic um, Japanese. Uh, building mm-hmm. and a uh, replica of a building in Yamashiro, Japan. And in those days, there wasn't a lot of living out. There wasn't a lot of houses out there. So it just stood on the, on the top of the, of the hills there. Mm-hmm. 
and it expi- inspired the Chinese theater, which is really famous in Hollywood Boulevard Absolutely. within the film industry, and you can see it in movies all the time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know about Yamashiro, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's beautiful up there, and I recommend checking it out. A lot of times the, the tour buses will take you up there, but they're not supposed to because <laughs> it's, uh, it's close, but you can go take pictures still. So there you were in Hollywood, and uh, you were, uh, I guess, dipping your toe into acting as mm-hmm. much as you could uh, and uh, making a living, or at least paying the bills, I should say, uh, through working with Yamashiro and, I guess, some other catering yeah, agencies, like right? Ten different jobs, yeah. catering, part-time here, there, hustling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> so you're in Arizona now, so, so what led you to leave California and come to Phoenix. So uh, basically, when my brother left, because you know my brother Pat was there for a while. Yeah. And after he left, left Southern California. Left Southern California. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just felt like um, I didn't have a lot of real solid network uh, networks, family, friends. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of colleagues from work, but I, I, you know, I was working nonstop. Right. Hustling, and then I just felt like. You know, you gotta you gotta spend the time with the people that mm-hmm. mean the most to you. So I do have a lot of friends out there that are still finding success and hustling out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was important to me to come back and spend time with family. I've been out there a few years, and um, you know, it's movies is just a job. So you have to find the work life balance all the same. And I'm still pursuing it out here. And I see my, I mean. We're kind of lucky because a lot of my buddies in L.A., yeah. they don't live right next door to it. Okay. You know, from here, we, 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 we used to drive to Los Angeles before I had any interest in acting and just go okay. to the beach. Right, right. You know, like it's right there. Right. Whereas I have buddies in, you know, the U.S., Louisiana, I don't know what, towards the east, farther, they have to fly there. Right. It's a big deal to go home. Right. And right. here, I just drive back and forth the same day, twice, if I want. Yeah, right, right, I don't right, know. right. <laughs> So how are you... Um, you know, how are you living this life of, you know, pursuing acting here in Arizona where, you know, you're away from Hollywood? Well, now I have, uh, I have an agent out here. I'm with the Ford Robert Black Agency. Okay. Which is supposed to be a pretty good one out here. Yeah. And they're known for models. Okay. But they do have an acting uh, department. Okay. And um, so I've been getting auditions through them. I'm also training with, uh, at the Howie Acting Studios. What's the name of the studio? This is Howie, Howie Acting Studios. Okay. I've been there over a year now, uh, once a week. They're, the, they're originally from Los Angeles, okay. and they train George Clooney. Okay. They're, that's, you know, that's one of the biggest actors they, they've trained. But they've trained a lot of famous actors right. over the years, and now they're in Arizona. Now, isn't their son uh, an actor? Yeah, their son is in Shameless. Okay. He's, uh, he's the bartender, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, big guy. Yeah, I had the pleasure of meeting him in class. Also, I felt like I got to introduce my parents to them now. Like I've met the family, they got to meet my. They're really, <laughs> really nice teachers, and yeah. they really challenge you. And um, so I'm able to continue to train, and um, they have a lot of insight, and they really challenge you. And I feel like I'm training more now than I was in Los Angeles because I'm able. Oh, to, that's interesting. To afford it, and Los Angeles, I would just do it. Yeah. And we learn as we do it, you know. But right. here we're actually learning from wisdom of people who've been in the industry, who knows what they're looking for, who've trained a lot of different actors, who were working actors in Los Angeles. Okay. 
they were training students that were working actors in Los Angeles. And, right. and um, I'm able to do that every week. New scene. I have a new scene tomorrow, and it's really exciting. What is it about acting that really attracts you, Sean? Well, for me, acting is um, it's fun because it's just fun. You're just playing. You're, you're, um, you're able to dream, imagine yourself in, in another situation. Um, you're able to imagine yourself in another profession. You're able to. It, it serves so many different purposes for me. It's educational. It's um, you know exploring. Like when I have a new part, I consider that whole profession. I consider the character, where they came from, what they might be thinking about. Right. I think about. I, I research. Uh, sometimes I research different languages, mm-hmm. different cultures, different you know historical events, mm-hmm. and and then you just play with that and you learn it and you and you live it and it's right. So it's it's sort of like. Um, you know, in a way, I could be able to do all professions. Mm-hmm. And if I want, it opens a door to that. And if I want in my life of living, you know, I could explore those interests further if I want to. Right. You know, right. if I play a role that it really piques my interest, I could explore that more in my life journey. So what you're saying is, is that your interest in acting can take you to limitless, limitless areas, I guess, mm-hmm. based on what, uh, what acting exposes you to. As as well as the emotion of it, it's yeah. yeah. You get to, uh, I mean, it's art. You know, you get to mm-hmm. feel and express and break barriers and, and release and mm-hmm. you know, I play the drums and it's just like you just hit stuff. And acting, it's like you play. You can have fun. I mm-hmm. mean, it's also fun. I mean, you get in a studio, it's fun. Like right now, we're in, we're in the radio studio. It's fun. You know, you get a microphone, you're just gonna make noise and stuff. You're gonna. <laughs> You know, you have a camera, you're going to have fun with it, and, and magic happens, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's beautiful, and you just, it's arts, you know. Yeah. The, you, you, the mistakes are beautiful. What are some of, uh, some of the more enjoyable roles or scenes that you've done in this uh, acting class? Um, well, that's tough. They're all challenging, and I like that they're all different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, my last scene, I had to try to kiss a girl in class, which was kind of funny because... I don't have any designs on being with her necessarily, and she's attractive, and and she has a guy in her life. But we have to make it look like we're in a situation. She drank a little too much. I'm like trying to marry her right away for yeah. some reason, and because I'm this character and she's that character, and she's just out of this relationship, and yeah. I have to try to kiss her and make the audience believe that we're really in this situation, right? And not just saying our lines and. So it's like, that was a super awkward scene that was just kind of funny. So how did that work out? Well, I, I have to do it one more time. It, some, <laughs> you know, we do it a couple weeks, and usually the first one, it, it just crashes because we don't talk in advance. Yeah. So we just, you bring what you have, they're going to bring what they have, right. and then we're just going to crash and just see what happens. Yeah. And then... Because the two of you aren't talking in yeah. advance or anything. Nothing. And, yeah. and then whatever we interpret, and that's... I like that design because it. Um, I think it's even more difficult mm-hmm. than what you would you would encounter in real life. Okay. In terms of acting, because they're going to give you the whole context of the story, and they're going to give you directions for the most part. Right. But it challenges you in 
having your own interpretation okay. and attacking the same scene from different perspectives with different, you know, emotions and different, you know, understands of the scene, yeah. which is also great because if you're auditioning, they might ask you to do the same thing again. And if you do it again, you don't want to do it the same way. I see. You want to audition every single time in a different way. Oh, okay. And it's all about the power of your choices. Mm-hmm. Because if you make compelling choices, you'll be more compelling actor, and they'll mm-hmm. be interested in you. Yeah, interesting. So you learn. I mean, it to, sounds. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, even though it's not improvisational theater, it certainly sounds like in the moment you're improvising mm-hmm. and how to adjust to the other person that you're in the scene with. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of elements, a lot of things going on, which you understand from the words which you feel from your counterpart. Um, yeah, so many. And just, you know, you try to take words that are scripted and make them real. So you definitely have to put real, real elements in moment to moment. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to take the class. Mm-hmm. I can't tell it all this stuff. <laughs> but it's, it's fun. And it's a lot of fun. And yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, the acting is, is definitely in the moment and fun and expressive and, so you're taking this class, um, and uh, you also now have an agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else are you doing, Sean, um, in acting? Um, so, in the well, in the industry, I'm I'm also writing. Mm-hmm. I'm also uh, I have a scene, a short I'm trying to put together. Actually, two shorts that I'm trying to make happen. I don't really have a like a crew out here in Arizona yet. Mm-hmm. Like I knew people in LA, I could reach out to. So I'm still building that. Um, I also have a full-length feature script that I'm working with my brother with to make right. a graphic novel out of. Um, and I'm trying to network as much as I can So because I, I write all the time. When I'm not acting, I'm writing. while also training for acting and um, writing scripts that, that I could try to get made. But, it, you know, it's all, everything is a challenge. It's a heck of a time doing all that, trying to get the right yeah. people to work with and then... You know, if it's not the actors, it's the it's the directors and the producers, mm-hmm. and then the editors. And they delete your stuff, mm-hmm. and then you got to go back, and everything. It just costs money and time, and it's hard to just find the right kind of crew and just mm-hmm. who want to work together. So if you have that, I, hold on to that because then you're just staying like minds and just mm-hmm. just making movies, and having fun with it. You mentioned a graphic novel. Could you share a little bit of, about that with us? Sure. It's. Um, it's uh it's like a rancher tale. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. a I want it's all in Spanish. Okay. I wrote it in English, so I have to translate it. Okay. Um but we're the graphic novel was to come out in English. The movie would be in Spanish. Um What's the name of it? It's uh La Leyenda del Don Onofre. Okay. The legend of Don Onofre and, and it's a uh, it's a old rancher tale. It's okay. a good one. I don't want to give away too much about it because okay. it hasn't been made yet. Yeah. But it's uh, it's sort of like, you know, in the spirit of Westerns, mm-hmm. but it's sort of a rancher tale mm-hmm. in Mexico. Oh, it takes place in, in Mexico. In 1920s. Oh, terrific. So it has different elements and it's, uh-huh. um, yeah, I think it'd be fun. Because I also, in that, you know, I get to, I write what I write in order to act in them. Right. Um. And so it's uh, it'd be an opportunity to explore and uh, the rancher's life and speak Spanish and the period piece. 
and uh, yeah. When, when do you see this uh, uh, book being finished? Well, the script is done. The graphic novel is um, a little out of my hands, but I'm still, you know, we have to work on it more right. about uh, creating that. But I'm also considering how I can film it. Yeah. Um, I know there's, they do a lot of stuff with uh, miniature models, so mm-hmm. I can, because I'd have to create an entire town and, uh, and then maybe cheat the rest of it. <laughs> you know, like there's, I'm researching it still. But I thought I would do the graphic novel first so I can get funding in order to make the movie. Right. Because this is a movie that I really like, and it's, it's sort of a, it plays sort of slower. It's not all action-packed, because when I write, I, I don't really hold back, and I try to just have fun, and sometimes, well, I know it's going to be out of budget, but I watch a lot of movies, right. and I, I think it'd be fun. And so I also challenge myself with writing things that are more affordable. Mm-hmm. But this script, I'd say, plays a little slower, and... But I love it. It builds this like, <laughs> like I love it. And so I think um, I'd really want to do it the right way because if not, it wouldn't feel right. Yeah. And uh, but I am supposed to play a rancher in his twenties, so I'm running out of time here. It's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> but his twenties in nineteen twenty, which you know was different than you know people were, matured they sooner. Matured back. Sooner, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah, che- yeah. I'm yeah. cheating it a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's. Um, well, we look forward to learning more about that when that uh, finally is released. So that that's terrific. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned movies. So, what is your favorite movie? So I thought about it for a long time, and um, my current decision would have to be The Fifth Element, though. Really? And it's you know, there's other movies out there that are, you know, it's sort of like with Judy Aldrich, and she said her favorite book was Pride and prejudice or whatever it's Mm -hmm. like there are other movies out there that have really good qualities for different reasons but the fifth element to me is just a lot of fun because it's sci-fi and they're traveling through space and you know there's all these it's just fun it's like it spans so much there's so many different elements and even the costumes were designed by fashion designers and it's just like there's so many so many artsy elements to that movie all creative creative. bruce willis saves a day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome you know so it's it's cool and it, it makes you imagine and dream and then that woman sings that song the blue alien that super cool part which is like opera so there's some opera in there too and uh yeah excellent excellent yeah. excellent well i'm curious about um how you're making a living as you're exploring uh, acting here in arizona <laughs> And uh, why don't we take a break, and when we come back from the break, uh, we'll hear a little bit about that. Sure, yeah. 85% of employees hate their jobs. That's right. That's what last year's Gallup poll said after surveying millions. Only 15% were truly passionate about the work they did. If you are among the 85% who don't like their work, you're invited to join our weekly podcast radio show every Tuesday from 10 to 11 a.m., recorded live at Star Worldwide Network Studio in Scottsdale, Arizona at BeDreamDoRadio.com. You will hear guests of all ages and backgrounds who all have one thing in common. They love what they do. Tune in and explore how they found out what was most important to them, how they dreamed big, and put a plan into action to realize their dreams. Join us in the conversation. Now, back to the show. 
Well, welcome back, listeners. Uh, Dave Whitehorn, your host, and we're here with son Sean, and he's sharing with us uh, what he loves uh, to do, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just been sharing with us a, a lot about his journey, uh, his journey to Hollywood, his uh, time and experience working in the uh, in the catering industry there in, in, in L.A., and uh, his acting experience. And interestingly enough, uh, Sean's been able to actually study acting more here in Phoenix than he could in in Hollywood. Yeah. And, and why why is that, Sean? Well, for me, it's just more affordable. And yeah, as as the city grows and there's more opportunities that are happening, you know, the teachers they were actually living in Los Angeles and now right. they're here. So we have we're so close to Los Angeles that we have a lot of things growing here. A lot of things happening out here. Okay. And I see more and more people with projects out here filming and looking for people to get involved. And, and so I think it's an it's exciting time. It's still not there, but it's still... I, I enjoy Arizona more than Los Angeles, so mm-hmm. I'm happy to be living here. Okay. Uh, and what are your thoughts about um, you know, getting at least or taking advantage of what Hollywood offers while living in Arizona? Well, I still have, because I lived out there, I still have some connections out there that I, okay. I still pick up some work out there from time to time again. I go to award shows for different things, um, fashion shows, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I still have buddies out there. And as I train here, the, I, I think I still will be pulled to Los Angeles more. And obviously mm-hmm. that's where more opportunity is. Mm-hmm. I'm not really familiar with New York, but I can see myself. Pursuing, you know, I'm actually looking for an agent right now in Los Angeles. Okay. So I have an agent here, and I'm looking for an agent in Los Angeles, and I would just, but it's going to be expensive to drive there for all these auditions back and forth, but, you know, it's more comfortable here, and it'd probably be about as expensive if I lived there and had a place there, so I'd be more comfortable, and I'd just, just a drive. Um, So I I can see myself, if I find more success, you know, if, when I find more success in the industry, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would... uh, Hopefully, have a house here, get an apartment there, mm-hmm. and just you know, go back and forth. Go back and forth. Actually, there there are um, Hollywood actors that live in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite a few. Quite frankly, you know. So you're not alone in that thought for sure. You know, a lot of people that have. I mean, um, I mean, I've lived in L.A. Uh, or L.A. area, and it's yeah. There are a lot of beautiful things there for sure. No question about it. And close to a lot of exciting places. Um, but the traffic and just the amount of people is just yeah is just overwhelming for sure. It's so you got. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's a hustle out there. Yeah, yeah. It's More a hustle. hustle. Uh, so you've got an agent, uh, and so I guess what is it that you need to do to prepare yourself uh, to get this agent and to market yourself in the Hollywood uh, market? I guess with. So I just got a. Um... I'm just putting together a, a demo reel, a current demo reel. Okay. And um, so we're going to use that to get an agent in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I still need to have more things on it. Mm-hmm. But um, that's the idea. So I'll have my demo reel, go out mm-hmm. there, meet them, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, work something out schedule-wise and how we can make things work. I have my job. My current job is, is flexible in that sense. Okay. So that's a big deal. Um, I've been committed towards being in a job that's very flexible at this point that right. allows me right. to do that. Um, so 
I am committed to acting in that sense that I'm not able to pursue a more um, solid career mm-hmm. in regards to, you know, just more comfortable. But it's, uh, you know, it's not boring. You know, mm-hmm. I'm pursuing something I enjoy and, mm-hmm. um, you know, jobs that you pick up work here and there. And it's kind of exciting. I'm always the yeah. random jobs here and there that I remember I had a job once that I, I went on vacation for five weeks and I, I said, you know, if you got to find somebody else, you know, just, ha- you know, do what you got to do. But I'm, I'm going to Sweden and visiting my parents. Yeah. And uh, when I was gone, he promoted me because <laughs> I had been with a company longer than anybody else. So, yeah. you know, it's just a food industry job. And they're like, well, you know, these kids are younger and you've been in it longer and we need you when you come back. You know, we're going to give you a raise. And so food industry has been good to me. Good. I've been in the food industry 15 years. So, I mean, I think you've already answered the question that I was going to ask, and that is how are you paying the bills here in Arizona? Uh-huh. So I work as in catering. I'm a captain in catering or mm-hmm. event manager. Right. And we do anything from small corporate events to weddings. Right. Uh, we did the son's 50-year uh, anniversary last year. Oh, yeah. Catering can be a lot of fun. We, they were at the Southwest Airlines. They had a, the airplane parked in the middle of the hangar. And then we just had the event and all these giants walked around us as we (laughs) tray passed and and serve food. And and uh, but right now I'm working at a a restaurant, which is even more flexible because catering is a lot of commitment in terms of, you know, not every captain wants to do every event. And so I'm at a restaurant right now that's good and it's really hot and popping right now called Hash Kitchen. Oh, yeah. It's, they have it in Scottsdale, but they open one in Chandler. Right. So I'm working there right now. And, and um, there's other actors there, actually. Okay. People that have interest in the industry. And so they're supportive in that. And people are hungry for shifts. So it's more flexible that way. I can be like, I have an audition. Um, I have a shoot. Things like that. So you've really been able to design uh, this approach where you can make enough money where you can pay the bills mm. and yet have the flexibility to pursue you, your true passion of, of acting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's interesting. That's, that's very interesting. And, and um, you know, I'm grateful for the food industry. There's, you know, mm-hmm. I've been in a long time and, mm-hmm. you know, I do have, I do have a passion. I mean, you know, I'm passionate about food. I think everybody's sure. passionate about food to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. You get hungry. I'm passionate about food after this show. <laughs> and <it'd> be, <laughs> and it, but it's fun and also the most artistic um like i watch uh food shows also right and you know the most uh celebrated chefs they're actually very artistic and they make their you know pieces of art out of their food and it's very expressive mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. very so there's definitely a lot of arts in the food industry as well it's where like, do you where do you see yourself um you know as an actor uh five years from now well, ideally, I'll be acting in movies. Um, I'd be interested in a television show. Okay. Um, there, I do have. I know that there's opportunities that go that are, that are not. You know, you're not a, a list actor doing all this stuff. There's other ways to make a living in the industry, mm-hmm. and so I just hope to make a living in it and acting in films. And mm-hmm. I've always believed that if you if you learn the skill mm-hmm. and if they need you they're going to pick you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've never really been intimidated so much by the competition of it. Obviously there is competition within the, in, in that industry and in any industry. Right. But it's like, if you take it seriously and you learn the skill, 
I mean, they can't take that away from you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be there. They, they need you. Yeah. Find yourself in the right, right. Um, situation, and you're ready. Mm-hmm. And that's like they say about luck, you know, it's just mm-hmm. about being ready for when the opportunity arrives. Right. So I stay training all the time. And, um, you know, and of course I'm writing. So if I figure a way, if I start building a crew and we start filling my own projects, mm-hmm. then that, that could do its own thing. And, you know, things come up. We're doing a radio show. That's kind of another experience. It's fun. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so what role does the agent play in this process of uh, getting you exposed to opportunities? So in, the agent... Um, they're not going to get you all your projects, so mm-hmm. I'm always actively looking for new projects. Okay. But they will send me on different auditions okay. that I'm flexible to. So it's all about communication. You're basically making money together. They get mm-hmm. a percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm non-union, so they get 20% mm-hmm. uh, as typical. Mm-hmm. And, um, but also it's sort of like if, I'm, if, I'm, if I do find a role, if I do find a project, they help close the deal. So they are interested in getting their money and in a way they protect you, which is, Mm -hmm. I think, really good because I've done projects where you get, I mean, you could do projects where you kind of get ripped off if you're not careful. Right. People will say a lot of things, they talk you up and they'll just rip you off and they won't let you watch the movie or they won't Mm -hmm. uh, pay you money or I don't know what and you're chasing them down and that happened in Los Angeles too. I was in a haunted house where I had to chase some guy down for like nine months until I got paid. Yeah. We almost went to court and they were, I mean, it was a big production, yeah, yeah, haunted house. But I didn't have an agent, so it's good. I feel good having an agent because, yeah, um, you know, they'll help you, they'll back you up, and they'll help close the deal. Plus, I can say talk to my agent. <laughs> well, just talk to my agent. Just talk to my agent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. My, I can check my calendar, but you can yeah. check my agent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what other projects uh, did you have where you invested time, money that didn't work out? So. I did a romantic comedy that, uh, it was a short, but it never panned out. The editor never finished it. I did a Star Wars fan film where it involved a lot of different elements. That was actually a lot of fun because I didn't act in it. I was working as a, I guess, production manager, sound guy. Um, I got everything together in terms of uh, finding cast, crew, Mm -hmm. location, Mm -hmm. um, and I co-wrote it. Um, and you know, it just didn't work out. We had a, we worked in a, we filmed in a green screen. Okay. And we also filmed on site at the Sultan Sea. Okay. Yeah. And, um, it was some pretty cool Kung Fu. We had the, the lightsaber Academy guy who was oh, on the yeah. show. Right, he right, was in right, that. Right. Um, so I got all these people together on my word, on my mm-hmm. everything. Everybody was working for free, but we had costumes, we had right. hair and makeup, right. we had real martial artists. We had on-site, we had green screen, we had everything. And then we even had guys drawing the interior of the green screen. Mm-hmm. And we just sort of got an unfinished cut on it. And then the footage was deleted. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't some, work out. Yeah. That's when you depend on some other people to do things and it just doesn't work. Huh? Yeah. So yeah. it's without, tough. Without being specific. So, I've, you know, it's tough because then it's like, well, I should go to film school so I can get a camera so I can learn how to film so I can be, a, a, you know, so I can film my movies, but then I'm going to jump in front so I can act in it after yeah. I wrote it and yeah. edit it. And it's, it's tough. You know, you got to wear all the hats just to yeah. get a project done sometimes. And, uh, but yeah. so I've had a heck of a time, but it's exciting and I, I really enjoy it. 
And didn't you go to Israel on some? Yeah, we had a. Project? There was a dance. Uh, we did a documentary and dancing, mm-hmm. and um, it was fun experience. We were mm-hmm. there eleven days, mm-hmm. and um, and then in the so I was there in the production side of it mm-hmm. more than anything, and then in post production I wasn't really involved, um, and I was open to being involved, but it didn't you know didn't, didn't work really, out. They didn't yeah. really need me, I guess. Yeah. And then yeah, I haven't. It's out there, mm-hmm. but I haven't really seen it. So I don't know. Actually, I was looking it up online, and I didn't see it on sale anymore. So I'm mm-hmm. not really sure what's going on with that. Yeah. yeah. But it's... Uh, well, you know, that's the way things are. And that's not only in acting. That's not unique to acting. That's, uh, that's commonplace in a lot of uh, kinds of business situations where you're trying different things, and certain things work, and other things don't. So Yeah. Um, but you've got an idea. You've got a design in terms of next steps. So you're working on this getting an agent to go to, uh, to Hollywood, and you have the vision, uh, the dream, if you will, of um, actually being a TV shows or perhaps a movie mm-hmm. uh, sometime within the next five years or so. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just sitting back and thinking about it. You're actually taking classes in, in a, every week and, and, um, and, and then also auditioning here for whatever comes up here locally. And when is this, uh, you mentioned that you're going to be an advertisement uh, for the lottery. What, what, what's that about? So I'm wearing um, a holiday sweater, so I okay. got to think it's going to be out. Um, Probably in November or so. Yeah, yeah. during uh, Thanksgiving, right yeah. after Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just had an audition for PSA about bullying. Okay. I don't think I got the part, but hopefully, you know, more auditions will keep coming. Sure. And um, it's also exciting to learn about what's happening here in the Valley in terms of the industry and auditions mm-hmm. and sometimes they have movies and what what uh what insight do you have in terms of the future of the film industry here in Arizona well um i only have my i guess limited short term experience of being in Arizona and sort of looking right. at it in that uh that perspective right but um i do see it's more you know, modeling, print, commercials. Mm-hmm. I do see a lot of my friends on the commercials, which also is cool about acting. Okay. Is to see people on right. TV, even friends from LA. I saw them like in the Super Bowl commercial or things right, like that. Right, or, right, right. Or our buddies doing voiceover for the Black Panther. Oh yeah. Uh, cartoon show now, yeah, and yeah. it's exciting to see people, uh, you know, involved, involved, and. Yeah. Uh, but in Arizona, I see it looks a lot of print, a lot of commercials. Um, movie every once in a while uh-huh. i guess a lot uh-huh. of student projects yeah so there's a lot of people coming up and i don't hopefully they'll keep going with it okay and i'll meet them and they'll put me in their movie yeah, well there you go <laughs> you mentioned this guy who did the voiceover for the black panther uh-huh. uh, wasn't he on this radio show no no no. this is a girl yeah oh, you haven't okay. met her okay um for actors on the show we had uh hans okay who's doing a lot of uh projects in in los angeles and also in um in england Oh, that's right. He's yeah. back up for... He's, he's doing a stand-in for the guy, uh, the Peaky Blinders guy who's in... I forgot the show already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they do like heists. In, anyway, you get to see all your friends and, and you know, colleagues and doing these, yeah. all these cool, these cool shows and, and, and whatnot. And uh, so it's starting to, starting to get some traction. So, I mean, clearly this has been a this has been a long road, right? Yeah. This is this has not been just a flash in the pan kind of try it for a year and you know. So how do you keep going? Well, it's just fun to me, and yeah. so it's not like I really think about it. I just 
I enjoy it, so right. I do it. Um, when I'm not working, I'm watching movies, and it inspires me to write. Uh-huh. Um, I think I've always had that quality sort of... Um, like when I watch sports, I really want to compete in sports. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. And so I don't always watch sports because of that. But <laughs> as I get older, it's not yeah. much as a problem because I can't yeah. compete as much. <laughs> right. But yeah. I love watching soccer. But with movies, it's always inspiring me. And I can, I'm always learning so much from it. So it's always right. like it serves so many different purposes for me. And so I imagine when you write, it's sort of like watching a movie and then uh, directing it. In right, terms of right. where it's going to go, what's the ending, what's the twist, and so, mm-hmm. um, I just have a big Im- imagination, and it just—I think that's never going to end. It's mm-hmm. if I were doing business, maybe marketing could be fun because I have friends who do marketing. They, right, they right. create commercials and things right. like that, or advertisements. And but I think I want to be the guy. You know, I want to uh-huh. be on the screen. I want to be the. I want to be the guy. I don't just want to watch so, it, you know? Yeah. So, so I mean, exciting. so it sounds like, you know, it's not really an effort to keep going because you're just having a lot of fun doing this. Yeah. 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 I just, yeah. and I've always been in art, so it's always been, yeah. it's, you know, it's always been natural to do that performing arts. So besides your acting skills and your, you know, your time in Salzburg, what else do you have in your background that you can bring into acting? Um, well, because we traveled a lot growing up, I can bring in different um, cultural experiences. For example? Um, I can speak Spanish, mm-hmm. which is big here in the Valley. Mm-hmm. Can do, if I book a commercial in English, I could do mm-hmm. it in Spanish, get mm-hmm. paid twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been to a lot of different countries in Europe, mm-hmm. so... I wouldn't hesitate to audition for a French character or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, my French is a hundred percent, but I could, mm-hmm. I'd be confident in that and working with different people. Right. Um, I went to the New York film Academy in Los Angeles for right. a little bit. It was an intensive program. And what you see at that school is that there are a lot of international students there mm-hmm. and, you know, being open and flexible to working with different people is enormous. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I think because of experiences that I, I'm really open to that. I just meet people and make friends and work with them and uh-huh. try to understand and connect. And so, besides yeah. besides uh, uh, living in um, in Europe, where else did you live? Well, I live, you know, Saudi Arabia and um, summers in Mexico mm-hmm. and yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've been Middle to Sweden East. also, you'd mentioned. Yeah, yeah. in Sweden yeah. and yeah. some places in the U.S. So, yeah, growing up in the Middle East and um, living in the U.S. How's your German? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I speak a little bit Deutsch. But not so good. It's too much. Yeah. And then, so there's a lot of things I'd love to learn. Right. That's also, I'd love to learn all these languages. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe I'll start booking roles where I can do a character mm-hmm. in these countries or, mm-hmm. and then I'll have the, I'll get paid to have the time to mm-hmm. focus on that language or mm-hmm. more, you know, like mm-hmm. allows more opportunities in that. Uh-huh. And I, I enjoy, yeah, I like new jobs. I like new sure. experiences. I like, uh, even just the different restaurants I've been in. It's like, well, I'm learning a new restaurant and learning a new thing. It's like everything's set up differently, but it's the same. And you know what right. you're doing. And when you know what you're doing, that, 
is the most comfortable because then uh-huh. you can be really confident in it and just say, look, hey, if you want me, I'm here. If you don't, that's fine. I know I'll find another one. Exactly. And uh, so I'm trained. Nice to, to have that in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I can do it. You want yeah. me? I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. If not, it's cool. Yeah. Everybody knows I'll work hard and I'm always the CEO. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> I think one of our guests had mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you, you mentioned sports. And uh-huh. uh, so what was a favorite sport when you were growing up? So I grew up loving soccer. Uh-huh. I still love soccer. Uh-huh. And I did fall in love with skateboarding uh-huh. as well. Yeah. So skateboarding is more of like on your own. Uh-huh. And it's fun to skate with other people because right. you could actually end up doing more exciting tricks mm-hmm. and just crazy stuff and maybe hurt yourself. But <laughs> but soccer is a team sport, and that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always done foot foot-eye coordinated things for okay. more than hand-eye. But we've mm-hmm. always, you know... When we were in New England, I played all the sports, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything, just there. That's how it was. So there. you lived in New England as well. Yeah, we we uh, you know New England was probably the most competitive athletically that I've ever lived, and it, yeah, yeah, and where we were, it was just about what sport do you play? Right, you know, baseball, right. football, hockey, yeah, soccer. Yeah, yeah. it's cold. We got to move. We right. got to go to practice. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of schedules, and uh, <clears throat> but I love soccer, mm-hmm. uh, football, whatever you want to call it, and it's. I'm not very good anymore, but we still play. Yeah. And uh, we're playing co-ed league right now, which right. is also fun because, uh, you know, when you play against a guy, if they're going to play rough with you, yeah, they'll, you know, maybe they'll step on your foot or whatever, but they're going to hit you with their shoulder. Sure. And push you over. And if you play with a girl and she's going to play rough, yeah, she'll step on your foot, whatever, but she's going to hit you with your hips. <laughs> and it's a totally different thing. And it's... Uh, it's so it's kind of fun, you know. Yeah, because girls play tough too. I mean, yeah, yeah, in their own you way. Over. Yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. flip you over, and yeah. So you play. It's fun to play co-ed. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, and uh, so it's fun dynamics. So with you having lived in different countries and uh, your experiences in New England and whatever, I I gotta think that you've picked up a few accents. Oh, <laughs> well, well, um, I think I've always. Well, I've been told I've always spoken funny from the first part. We, I had a New England accent before we moved there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, whatever. So, Nashville, New Hampshire. I don't know. It's wicked cold. But then, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. And then we played and have we had a Scottish uh, coach there in, in, in Saudi Arabia right. that tried to have a good time with that. And um, I don't know. I have fun with that a little bit. Yeah. And uh, you meet different people, and it's yeah. Well, maybe you know with accents. with these different uh, you know accents, and you hear actors playing different roles from different parts of the world, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Then it's true. kind of amazing, right? You see an yeah. Australian playing an American, you see an American yeah. playing an Australian. Probably not as much as that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you see a Brit play. I can't see how Brits can put on the American accent, right? Yeah. And you know, vice versa, right? So you know, you see all that stuff happening. So yeah. I got to think that that's also part of your uh, part of your toolbox, right? That, I'm definitely thinking about yeah, that all the yeah, time, and yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe self conscious about most of my accents, but I definitely think like you know, if there was opportunity in England, right, Scotland, right. I would I would go there, right? And uh, you know, also France, Spain, yeah, because yeah. uh, of Spanish, but you know, German, some I'd have to learn a lot. But right. with English, it's more about the accents, and that's sure. Yeah, you know, that's all. Part of the exciting part about mm-hmm. the acting to me, and mm-hmm. you just have the opportunity to take the time and explore and learn. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about expressing life and all its aspects across the world. So, for the benefit of our listeners out there who have, you know, a latent dream, or maybe not so latent, 
uh, about getting into the acting industry, what suggestions would you have for them? Um, I would say, um, well, eventually you're going to have to go to a big city. This is what they always say. Eventually okay. you're going to have to go to either Los Angeles or New York. Mm-hmm. That's just like, you're going to have to. Mm-hmm. But do whatever you can to, to be proactive. Mm-hmm. Never sit still. Mm-hmm. Um, network. Find people to work with. Mm-hmm. Grow. Um, you're building a lot from scratch. So you're going to have to learn to wear different hats. Mm-hmm. Um, watch movies I, I think you should watch movies every day I know there's actors that say well I, I should be pursuing work more than the watching movies but to me watching the movies is, is the fun part right, because right. It, so in a way I guess not to be too serious about it but then again I'm not the most successful yet in it so <laughs> but yeah. still I would say you know there are also professional actors who say watch a movie a day Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's fun that's the fun part about it that's the well, learning yeah so i think the word that i keep hearing right mm-hmm. sean is the word fun yeah. right so one of the things i ask like you know so how do you keep going at this right this is a journey you've been on for for years yeah and it hasn't been a struggle because it's fun yeah and uh you know right now you're talking about well you know watch a movie every day right yeah. which in the in the eyes of some would say well that's you know, how's that going to get you anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think there's a lot of wisdom in finding the fun mm-hmm. in whatever we do, right? Yeah. In whatever we do. So, yeah, I really, really appreciate that. So I'm going to ask you the question we ask all guests, mm-hmm. right? So uh, you, I'm sure you anticipated this. So how does this Be, Dream, Do message resonate with you? Okay, I did think about this. <laughs> so... To me, being is, um, you know, it's a lifelong journey and quest to mm-hmm. know yourself, to learn yourself. There's whole philosophies behind it, and people focus on that. I mean, it's you have to know who you are and mm-hmm. what you believe in mm-hmm. and what you're good at. Mm-hmm. You have to know yourself, but mm-hmm. it's also a lifelong journey. Mm-hmm. But be true to yourself. Okay, dream. I think I believe to dream is to be passionate about something. Mm-hmm. So. You're passionate about your job. There's a dream involved. You dream about it going some places. There's mm-hmm. a, and for me, it's like I'm dreaming about becoming a professional dreamer in a certain sense. But, okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. But I think to dream is to be passionate and is to give more energy into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to do is, in order to do it, you, it's basically putting in the work, mm-hmm. and you have to put in the work. But there's also another element, and that is. The factor where as you, when you're doing it, you're going to learn something. Right, so right. you can either learn beforehand and try to do it the smarter way. Right. Or you can learn it the harder way, and there's a lot of lessons in that. Mm-hmm. And you're going to learn after way, mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. So in doing, mm-hmm. you put in the work, but you're also, you know, it's, it pays to have a head on your shoulders and just, you know, calculate a risk, mm-hmm. do things the right way. Right. And, and do it. Right. Yeah. Sean, thank you so much. It's been wonderful to have you turn the tables on you just a little bit yep. and have you as uh, actually a guest on our show. Ladies and gentlemen, next week uh, we're going to have Alexia Yurtis calling in from Athens, Greece, pilot extraordinaire, uh, no fly-by-night kind of an operation. Best, one of my best friends. <laughs> and uh, remember, do what you love and love what you do. Thank you for joining David and his guest. 
Make sure to catch Be Dream Do, Living by Design, every week, right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. 